This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McCoy Roofing and Renovations, if you need a new roof, if you got some storm damage to your roof, if you need a project around the house knocked out, he's the man for the job. He does it all. I've had new roofs. Thanks to Chris McCauley. Uh, we got some things cooking in the backyard, in my entertainment center, upstairs, a lot. He can do it all. Bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, and he's a Memphian. Loves the Grizz. He's the man. He'll go to fight for you. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John show. He's going to throw in a free roof and upgrade. Always in good hands with Chris McCauley. That's why you should lock in the number 901-487-7096. Always going to be a time where you're going to need Chris McCauley, whether that's for your roof, your renovation questions, pretty much anything you got going on around the home. This should be the first call you make. Again, 901-487-7096, voted most popular roofing company. Got a ton of five-star reviews on Facebook you can check out for yourself before you call. Check out the website, too, McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. It's McCulley Roofing and Renovations. Every Monday around this time is one of my favorite parts of the week. Uh, I hand out some respect in the form of burgers. Let's do it now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. In a world where we're always throwing out around the disrespect, yes, this is my little part to help us uh, make the world a little better place. 2022 Respect Burger earner, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, could probably tell was leaning this way a little bit earlier in the show. It's very impressive to me what they've done. Now, they hadn't played anybody before this weekend, so this was the test. And you got to give Lane credit, man. He had called out the crowds beforehand, said, you guys got to bring it. You know, we're an SEC club here. Can't be having all party time and you guys looking high schoolish out there. You got to bring it. And they he wanted it uh, for number seven Kentucky, or at least previously number seven Kentucky. They come in, and the Ole Miss Rebels able to hold off the Wildcats 22-19 on Saturday thanks to forcing a couple late turnovers on Will Levis late, a couple of fumbles after they'd gotten down to the red zone. So you got to tip your cap to that Ole Miss Defense that Lane had challenged as well. I think he said, said he said at halftime, you guys aren't very good. They came through for him in the end. Tell you what also came through is that Ole Miss running game. Uh, John mentioned Jackson Dart, who was solid. By the way, I went back and looked at it, John. You're right. I mean, for the most part, it w- the numbers don't blow you away. 15 of 29 for 213 yards. But he was poised for the most part all day. But that run game, back to it, 186 yards. Uh, Judkins goes over 100 yards 15 on 15 carries. 
one touchdown. This is an Ole Miss team now that we didn't know much about coming into this game. I think we learned a lot about over this weekend. They could have easily lost this game, too. Will Levis, especially that second one. I mean, at some point, your quarterback's got to hold on to the ball, realize you know you, that's the last thing you could afford at that point is a turnover. But tip your cap to, again, Ole Miss. I believe it is now... Yes, 5-0 and for the first time since 2014. Another thing that Lane pointed out after the game, and rightfully so. Uh, they deserve it at this point. This is an Ole Miss team I doubted coming into the season. Thought Mississippi State would have the edge, be a little bit better. But from what I've seen now, this might be a... No, might be leaning back Ole Miss when this thing goes back to the Egg Bowl. With the win, Ole Miss jumped five spots to number nine in the AP poll. The only SEC teams ahead of Ole Miss... In the AP poll, of course, number one, Alabama. They're back at number one. Georgia's two. And then you've got Tennessee at number eight. So, yeah, that's the only thing ahead of Ole Miss at this point. And as we've said, uh, Lane Kiffin, yes, you've got him 5-0. and oh, But this was his first top ten win. I went back and looked to make sure it was right since 2011 when he was at USC. Any guesses on who he beat that year? You wouldn't guess it. Number four, Oregon. He beat him up in Eugene there toward the end of the season. First top 10 win for Lane since 2011. So he's doing big things Mm -hmm. at Ole Miss, who, through five games, at least according to the SP Plus efficiency rankings over to ESPN, have the 14th best offense in the country, the 16th best defense, and a special teams ranked 11th. So they're top 15-ish in just about every category. Guess, uh, Guess they're number 11 in special teams. Guess who 10 is? Memphis? I'll tell you later. You guessed it, brother. Memphis is number 10 in special teams, by the way. The way but a shout-out shout yeah. uh, to Ole Miss, to Lane Kiffin. He pulled the card, called it right. It's one thing to call your crowd out. You go out and give them a loss uh, to Kentucky. It's another thing to go out and beat them. He is a god in Oxford, uh, and that will only continue now that he's got the Rebels off to a 5-0 start. All right, moving on. The aforementioned Memphis special teams and a defender. I'm giving one to Zay Cullen, Xavier Zay Cullens, the linebacker, as well as one to their special teams unit. Uh, Zay Cullens, who, by the way, made the honor roll again. He should be defensive player of the week. Why can't? Why is Memphis always on honor roll now at four and one? Have they had a, a player of the week yet on offense or defense? Has it just been all honor roll? I think it's been. It feels like roll, it's been yeah. even for Seth Hennigan on some of the bigger games. Zay Collins, a uh, honor roll man that he is, finished with a game high nine tackles to go. Uh, two, not two and a half of those were for loss. Had an interception as well. We know his second of the season and a pass breakup in a 24-3 win over Temple that put the Tigers now at 4-1 going into a big matchup Friday against Houston. The defense forced three turnovers in that final 5-36. So defense, as John tweeted, shows up for you. Again, I believe it's now 10 straight games that the Memphis defense has forced a turnover. Also, though, because this gets overlooked, and it's why I want to include them as well. Uh, Joe Doyle also got uh, uh, honors as well because he continues to shine. He punted six times for an average of 53 and a half yards. Remember, he was named the Ray Guy punter of the week uh, last week in the win over North Texas. I don't know how much of us, how much we talked about it. The other part of that, Chris Howard's now seven for seven. So we've talked a ton about the offense and what they're not doing right now, a ton about the defense and how it's stepped up the last couple of weeks. 
But the special teams for them has been consistent all the way through to the point that they are ranked the number 10 most efficient special team unit in the country. Yeah. Again, Chris Howard, the Florida transfer, a big part of that being 7 for 7. And then what you're doing in punting with Joe Doyle uh, has been fantastic for them. It's one of the reasons why they're 4-0. Again, we can go back and forth on the offense, and Hennigan's been here as a respect burger earner uh, for the offensive side, so it's pre-scoring as well. But it was time to give the defense some love. Uh, Cullens is second on the team in tackles behind only Quindell Johnson. Memphis has a big one coming up on Friday night. We mentioned 6.30 kickoff that's going to be on ESPN2. want you to go out. Hopefully they got 30,000 people in the stands uh, coming off the last two, what, 23,000 about around-ish yep. uh, efforts over at uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Uh, Memphis football 4-1. and one. Hopefully they take down a 2-3 and three Houston team on Friday night. Defense stepping up 10 straight games with a turnover. All right, moving on. This was mentioned before, too, with Mike Wall, and I, I I hope I opened John Martin's eyes up. I know he saw it last night, but John came in here today, and you heard a little bit of it, talking all about Patrick Mahomes, and, and rightfully so. He's usually the story for the Chiefs, and he was pretty good as usual last night in Casey's 41-31 win over Tampa Bay. He was 23-37 for 249 yards, three touchdowns, even included the one spinning touchdown where he throws a nice little toss to Clyde edwards Hilaire. A nice spin move there. But it was the Kansas City run game mm-hmm. that I'm giving the respect burger to specifically. Uh, they last night rolled up 189 rush yards. You might have heard me say it with Mike against a Tampa Bay defense that had been the best against the run basically for the last three seasons in the NFL. You don't run on Tampa Bay, and especially not KC, mm-hmm. which has never been sort of that team that you expect to establish the run and run over you. And yet, that's just what they did last night. And I'm saying all this, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was pretty good. 92 yards, 19 carries, has the rushing touchdown, also have a receiving touchdown. He wasn't pretty good. He was really good. Yeah. But it's the dude behind him that Chris Collinsworth couldn't stop talking about. If you were watching the broadcast last night, you might not remember his name, but I'm about to tell it to you. Isaiah Pacheco, the way this guy runs, 11 carries, 63 yards, and and, and it may be nothing about it. He didn't get in the end zone in terms of rushing it in uh, 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 necessarily surprised or anything else. But that dude running the ball gives them, John, a dimension that I don't think we've seen with KC here in a while where they can go to a guy, John, that's wearing you down that you don't want to tackle mm-hmm. by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. Remember, yeah, Devin White early in that game is throwing guys around and sort of setting the tone like T-Bay's defense tends to do. It was Kansas City's rushing offense that was finishing that game off and finishing off runs. And this dude, Pacheco, I bring him up because he reminds me exactly of Marion Barber. And I went back and sort of compared their sizes. Yeah. Pacheco's 5'10", 216 was a seventh-round pick out of Rutgers that KC got this year. Barber was 5'11", 218. They're essentially the same physically. They got the same running style, John. Pacheco's a guy who you're going to hear from for the rest of the year. And if I'm Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you come to work looking Mm -hmm. over your shoulder. I mean, you had had Rodney Harrison in halftime saying that Pacheco should be the starter. You had Chris Collinsworth talking all game about him, about this guy that KC likes, and they're trying to keep Mm -hmm. him a secret. But even they know they're not going to be able to. Uh, that KC rushing offense, usually, like we said, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, how good he is and how he's led him. But I thought that rushing offense says him. And, again, specifically to do it against a team that's been as good against the run as Tampa Bay, um, that looked impressive to me and something I think could be a factor uh, the rest of the way. And then, why did I jump off ship? Atlanta Braves, I Ooh. never should have doubted you. Ooh. Especially because we got the hometown tie with Austin Riley. I never should have jumped off. 
But, of course, when the Mets have got Scherzer and DeGrom and they've got a 10-and-a-half game lead on June 1st, you're thinking, all right, this is Parrish's year. At least to win the freaking NL East, this is going to be their year. The Braves beat the Mets 5-3 on Sunday night to complete a three-game sweep of New York and take now a two-game lead in the division with three games to play. It's essentially over. Uh, New York plays its final three games of the season against the worst in the majors, uh, the Washington uh, team, the Nationals. Atlanta closes out the regular season with three against Miami. Uh, Even if the season should end in a tie, Atlanta now gets the tiebreaker because they win the series with that last win yesterday, 10-9. They take the season series 10-9, so they got the Mets beat all the way around. Again, they took down Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer on Friday and on Saturday, and they ran off, uh, who's the kid, Bassett after just two and two-thirds innings on Sunday. The Braves, the Atlanta Braves, are 159 and had been 10 and a half games back back in June. Why did I doubt them? It's the Mets. They're always going to Met, no matter if they got DeGrom, Scherzer, or what. And they've done it again uh, by the tip of the cap to the Atlanta Braves because they – I guess they believe the entire time. They also lead the NL with 241 home runs. That young, you know, that young Atlanta Braves team, that's what it is because it's a young nucleus for the most part. Uh, they just continue to get it done, defending World Series champs, and who knows? Maybe the Magic's going so uh, going so well now. They get into these playoffs and they roll, but they look like they're going to be the NL East winners, and this is really Mets, how could you do this again? And, Jason, how could you ever doubt the Atlanta Braves, especially when it comes to them greater than the Mets? They're still greater. Yeah, nope. there was a uh, there was a legendary clip out there of a guy named Sal Licata who is uh, on, I believe, on the fan in, in New York. He does like some uh, some TV work on the side. And in May, he came on te- on television and said, "This division is over. It's over. You don't have to worry about. I don't want to hear about the Braves. I don't want to hear about the Phillies. Are you kidding me? It is all over." Gary must be sick. Mm. Mm. I feel for him a little bit. It's never over. In in May, you cannot be saying divisions are over in May, bro. There's too much baseball left. Yeah, but with their with the pitching they had and with the lead they had, the cushion they it's had. Like, it's like four months, right? Or th- it's three months. It's but it's like it's like coming on in uh It was ten and a half games on June first. Yeah, so it's like it'd be like saying this, you know, saying the the Eastern Conference is like or you know, if the Grizz are the one seed in the West. Yeah. The Western in January, the West is over. The Grizzlies are winning the West. They're up four games. It's just like no way, dude. Any combination of one Atlanta win over these next three games or one Mets loss gives the Braves their fifth straight division title. Uh they own the NL East until further <laughs> noticed. And then finally John was John was saying that this is this is awful for Mike Tomlin, and it was, you know, seeing uh, Zach Wilson out there grittying on you. Mm. And that was after catching a touchdown pass. Yes, quarterback Zach Wilson had a touchdown reception in that game. But I'm giving Zach a respect burger for how comfortable, John, I don't know if you saw it, but that gritty of his. Yeah was probably as comfortable was, as I've was, seen a white a, man a doing the gritty yet. It was a good, I don't know if you saw one. last year with Mac. I think it was Mac Jones when he did it, and it was absolutely embarrassing. I think Wilson looked like he'd been trained well on this uh, by the culture, by some brothers. I thought his gritty was the most comfortable again I've seen from a white guy, the most yeah, spot on. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good I, gritty. I, I give him his credit, and they get it in a 24-20 win 
over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So shout out to Zach Wilson, who I always doubted. I did coming out of college. Still don't know on John, yep. but what I do know is that the young man got a little culture in him. He can do the gritty. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. That was a very, very, uh, you know, he's been, he's been working on it. Clearly. Strange. Yeah, he's been working on it. So uh, definitely uh, was a very impressive gritty. Look, this is not a, uh, you know, a particularly flashy story, and and because it involves. Uh, women soccer players, uh, there's not going to be a great deal of coverage given to this, but um, they were failed. They were failed in, a, in, in an investigation that uh, came out today uh, by the National Women's Soccer League uh, and the United States Soccer Federation, which of course is headed by Cindy Parlo Cohn. Um, an investigation w- uh, found that there was uh, abuse going on inside the uh, the National Women's Soccer League, including by managers to players. So, for example, one of the uh, one of the more high-profile incidents is when a manager uh, called in a player at Louisville. It was, it was, at, it was at Racing Louisville. Called in a player uh, for a film session, and he, the manager Christy Holly, said he would touch her for every uh, pass that she made a mistake on. They're in there watching film. And uh, he then proceeded to put his hand down her pants and up her shirt. Uh, and she would try to push him away, but uh, she didn't want to anger him either because he was the, you know, he was the manager. There was a power dynamic there. Um, he was later fired for cause. And, um, and, and there's a lot more in this investigation. But, you know, we, we've got to, and again, I know this is a National Women's Soccer League story and, you know, people gloss over, but we've got to do a better job in sports, whether it's this, whether it's, Michigan State, whether it's the Olympic teams, like we've just got to do a better job of protecting uh, the women in sports and the young girls in sports. I, I just don't understand, you know, how we, we've got to do a better job of vetting the people that we're hiring, mm. right? Uh, because clearly the ball is being dropped somewhere. I mean, th- there there are so many stories like this, Jason, and, and I know Penn State, you know, was that was not that was not girls. You know that was that was young boys. That was a little bit different. That was not necessarily the athletes that were playing there, but that was disgusting and reprehensible, obviously as well. But we've got to do a better job of of like you know who are we putting in in power? Who are we hiring? Who are we? You know, um, it's just it, it's it's absolutely awful. It's it's detestable detestable behavior. Um, and as again, I have a daughter, and I am soon going to like on Wednesday we're touring preschools, and soon I'm going to be probably putting her in sports. You know, just because that's what you do. And I know we're, we're far away from anything like this because she's, you know, it's not serious. She's not going to be spending time in the film room with a coach, you know. But she might one day, you know. Right. And, and, and you're listening, the, you know, your daughter might one day, you know. And I think we just have to, we have to do a better job of looking out, you know, for the girls in our society, for the women in our society, man, because there are people in these positions who do not belong in these positions who are sick. I mean, that's like I, I cannot even fathom what I would do if, if you know, Riley was in high school or something and, 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 and that was going on. I, I mean, my, my anger would know no bounds. Um, and so there's not a great take here other than uh, to say that we, we, we should do a better job of, of, of caring and, and, and well, vetting. And not looking away. Exactly. Well, we suspect like, let, like let's, for so let's, long. Let, let's take the stories yeah. head on. Because right. of who the person is, or whatever else, or how long they've done it, we've looked away. We've, yes, right, and that—that's when you investigate a lot of these. That's that's why it's been allowed to happen is because of the uh, that this doctor has done this for this many years, and it's uh, no, yeah, that that's the part about it. And so again, no, I'm I'm with you on that, and and it, it, 
you're right for girls and and for boys, but for for kids or anybody who's in this situation yes. where you've got a person of power over and, top I mean, of you and is taking advantage. And we have to foster a culture where you know the the days of you know being afraid of. Um, you know, repercussions or retribution or what have you, we got like those days have to be over, you know, because that's who knows how many players are still suffering in silence because they're afraid to speak up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got it. We got to, we got to move on from that. You know, if it's, and and, and by the way, if you see it, you know, you should speak up because these are lives. These are people's lives. Um, and, uh, and this is just the latest example of it. Um, there's lots of other uh, examples in this investigation, but we got we to gotta get to the root of the source, right? We got to root this stuff out, man, one at a time. Um, but that, 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 that report is out uh, up at ESPN.com. We'll come back. Jason Fitz is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him about the NFL weekend, about college football, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 9010 FM, ESPN. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason Fitz was rewarded for his loyalty on Sunday. Joins us every single week here on the show. Catch him on Spain and Fitz on ESPN and He's on TikTok writing songs about the NFL weeks that happen. He joins us now. Fitz, what's up, man? Man, I, you know what? I'm just living that dream. I'm sitting in a hotel in Vegas looking at a beautiful Allegiant Stadium. Got my feet up, window, the uh, windows open. Life is good. Victory Monday. I forgot what it felt like. It's been, you know, a long time. Feels good. Feels yeah. good. Yeah, that was uh, – You deserve it. That was fun. That was fun. I like. I, I didn't even, like, tweet about it because – you know when the, when you're 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 one in three, right? Your your road is so long, but it's also like okay as a fan. It reminded me a little bit of when Memphis basketball had some lean years, right? And they weren't going to the NCAA tournament, and they weren't ranked, and they weren't getting top recruiting classes. Still beating Cincinnati, right? When they would still pick up those random wins against Cincinnati, they still were very meaningful. And that's kind of you know the Raider season is not technically over. But that's kind of how that felt. Like we, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's going to mean. But it's always fun to beat the Denver Broncos. Here, here's the craziest thing for every football fan to realize. If you look right now at the standings in the AFC, for example, and you take your division leaders, that would be currently uh, the Dolphins, uh, the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Jags, amazingly. You take, so you take those division leaders out. There's only one team left not in that 
that name group I just named with a winning record, the Bills, at 3-1. and one. Everybody else in the AFC right now is either 2-2 two and two or 1-3. and three. I think what we need to – and eight games yesterday in the early slate were down to one score in the fourth quarter. You think about what this year's NFL season is, it's about margins. Like, there aren't going to be a lot of blowouts. It's going to be a tough year to, for anybody that likes to bet on these games. If you look at it, everybody at this point still has a shot. Other than the Texans at 0-3-1, I think everybody in the AFC still has a very legitimate playoff shot. Even the putrid Steelers still have a shot. Moving on to other NFL matters, whose performance were you more impressed by yesterday, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? I think Patrick Mahomes because of the defense he was doing it against. I mean, I, I went into that game thinking, okay, Tampa Bay's defense is really good and their offense stinks. So, you know, this would be an interesting challenge because last week, what we saw where the Colts decided just to man up uh, on the wide receivers for the Chiefs, and it worked. So I was interested to see what the, the change was this week, and Mahomes was virtually unstoppable. I mean, that, that was vintage everything that, that makes Mahomes uh, the best uh, in the league when he plays that way. So uh, at, at some point, while we love the brand of the Ravens defensively, if you look at the metrics, they're near the bottom of the league in passing defense. They're near the bottom of the league in defense right now. So Tua carved him up. So I'm not surprised that Josh Allen was able to get it done. I was surprised that Patrick Mahomes made it look that easy against the Bucks defense that is very good. Who, who do you blame more, Harbaugh, Harbaugh not kicking the field goal or the fact that Lamar throws it up to get picked there and then you you know you you move him out uh, uh, out to the out to the twenties? Which who's more at fault for Baltimore's loss there? Harbaugh and if Hackett had done the same thing, like we would be just absolutely up in arms today, right? Like that was a bad decision. I know. It's tempting to go for fourth and goal from the two-yard line, but tempting isn't always what you should do. You're in a close game, and you're in a close game where your defense has played well enough to put you in that situation to win. At least give your guys a shot. I, I, I thought it was also kind of crazy to me reading the post-game press conference uh, where Harbaugh came out and said, look, I, I you know, looking at the worst-case scenario, uh, I liked the worst-case scenario better of scoring a touchdown because at the worst, we're going to go to overtime. When do you ever win games when you're coaching for worst-case scenarios? So I, I, I think it was a terrible call by Harbaugh. I, I mean, look, I understand he's got a, a body of work that deserves a, a tip of the cap, but that doesn't mean he doesn't make mistakes. I think that was a, a, just a flat-out blatant mistake that cost him an opportunity to win a game they needed. Yeah, it sort of felt like it's shaping up for uh, you know Buffalo and Kansas City. I don't know, man. I just I, I was so blown away by what Patrick Mahomes was doing yesterday. Now, I know this is like a second consecutive Patrick Mahomes question for me, but I just feel like when he's doing that, you know, when he's basically like, you know, throwing up alley-oop lobs in the end zone, like, I don't know, I came up – I mean, that's a Super Bowl caliber win last night to me. Like, that feels like – I know the Buffalo Bills are technically the favorites right now. I don't know how – and I guess maybe you would say defense, but it's not like the Bills' defense is all there either, right? I mean, they're banged up, and Micah, Micah Hyde is out for the year. I just feel like the Chiefs should be the favorites right now based on last night. Yeah, but the problem is last week against the Colts, the Chiefs didn't look like mm-hmm. world beaters. So, like, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to make that make sense in my mind. Like, were they just overlooking mm-hmm. the Colts and they were up for this game? You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the Chiefs on paper should be able to beat everybody by 40 all the way across the board. So should the Bills. But I'm with you. I think the Bills and, and the Chiefs, and I would add, if there's another team that, that has shown Super Bowl caliber tendencies, it's the Eagles to me. I mean, they go down 14 nothing, and they just rage back and, 
and handle the Jags easily. I think that was a big win for Philly. Those are the only three teams in the NFL right now I feel like I have any confidence in. That's where I was going is Philly. I mean, it feels official that they're the best team in the NFC right now. Who gets the most credit for them right now, Fitzy, with where the Eagles are? Uh, Peterson, uh, without without question. And, you know, there was a really interesting moment, guys. Like, I don't take too much in the, you know, post-game handshakes and everything. There was a funny moment on Twitter last night where um, Jason Kelsey uh, came up to do sort of a jersey swap with Peterson. Peterson gave him his rain trench jacket, and they were laughing about it. Well, what really hit me there was the genuine love between coach and player and another player whose name escapes me walks up to him in that moment and also taps him. And you could just see that those Eagles players still really have, like, heartfelt love for their coach. And, you know, that's not always the case when guys walk out the building. I think that's a special moment, and it speaks to Doug Peterson's ability to connect. And that's what he's he's absolutely done in Jacksonville. So I want to give him a ton of credit for what he's done there. But really, as much as he had Jacksonville fired up uh, and ready to play, the Eagles just – Eagles look better. I mean – uh, at some point, Hurts is playing like an MVP candidate. They've given him every single weapon, and Sirianni is quietly a coach of the year candidate, too. Like, we love the Jack story, oh, yes. but Philly is clearly the best team in the NFC. We're talking to Jason Fitz here on the show, joined us every single Monday. Um, the Phoenix Suns lost to a team from Australia yesterday. I know it's kind of it's crazy that we're, you know, we're, we're talking NBA basketball, but it's here. Um, I don't know. Like, there was a, you know, it's an exhibition and whatever. Uh, so I'm not trying to like go crazy. I, I just remember when Memphis basketball lost an exhibition to Christian Brothers here in, in Memphis, and it actually was. It was like an omen for what was to come. Um, is there any of that here with Phoenix? I think Phoenix is going to be the biggest dumpster fire in the NBA this year, and it's not because of their ownership situation. Like To me, when DeAndre Ayton came out in the first day of media and said he had not spoken to, to the coach since Game 7, of last year, like not at all. They hadn't had a single conversation. And, you know, I realized Monty Williams came out later and said, well, I'm trying to give the guys their space. So you're telling me that your guy went out on the open market then signed a historic deal for the franchise and you never even called him? You haven't talked to him at all since the Game 7 where he was sat down? doesn't make any sense. And when reporters asked him what he would say now to Monty, he said, I'm not going to say anything. I guess I'll just let my play do the talking. When your star that just got paid that much money is obviously that against your coach still for decisions that were made last year. That's the sort of stuff that lingers. Because, man, when, when Monty comes over to the bench and starts yelling, why, why do we have any indication that DeAndre Ayton is not just going to roll his eyes and shut him out? And it only takes one person in a small locker room to have that impact. I, I think the Suns are going to fall apart and implode this year. They're, they're not coming together in the moment of, like, this is difficult. Well, you know, as a Raiders fan, I watched the locker room last year deal with some very difficult situations and it seemed to bring them together. From the outset, the Suns still look shell-shocked, and frankly, there's not any indication that they're out there playing for each other to get through it either. So I'm out on the Suns completely. Hammer the under on the win total. College football, uh, Alabama gets the win. They handle Arkansas, move back to number one, but how concerned, Fitzy, are you about the Bryce Young shoulder injury? No, that's massive. I I have the luck of working with A.J. McCarron on Saturdays, and the minute that uh, Bryce was hit, AJ said, yeah, he just sprained his uh, shoulder and his AC joint. He said the same exact thing happened to me. And so I sat there and got stories for an hour of how they had to give AJ three different injections to numb his shoulder to the point that he could lift it. And he wasn't able for the rest of the season to practice at all. They knew they needed to do surgery, but they couldn't, they couldn't let their starting quarterback go out in the national championship year. So he would all week, he would just hand off during practices 
couldn't throw the football. And then on Saturdays, they give him three different injections to numb him up enough Oof. to the point that he could throw. And the first throw every week was the first throw you saw on the field on Saturday before the game. And that's the exact uh, injury that we're looking at for, for Bryce Young. I, I think this is a huge concern because Alabama, unlike when A.J. was playing, Alabama isn't far and away clear head and shoulders better than everybody. So, you know, I think if you're Georgia, who hasn't played well the last couple of weeks, you're still looking at it saying, okay, like we now see the window of opportunity because maybe you can numb him up, but when he plays up against the defensive line like Georgia's going to give him in the SEC championship game, he's going to get hit a lot. And that I, I think it's a huge concern for Alabama. There was a good tweet I saw this morning uh, about Kansas – Kansas State and Wake Forest, they're combined 13-2 and two this season. And the one thing that they all have in common is that they have coaches who were first really successful head coaches at the FCS level, right? These are not guys that just were defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators in an SEC job. They were at a lower level doing it as head coaches. Do you think that, I, you know, college athletics tend to be, you know, copycat. Do you think we're going to see more guys like that getting shots based on the success that, you know, Dave Clawson and, 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 and the coach of Kansas and Kansas, like that, that they're having? Here's the only problem with that. Like, that was the same methodology that got us to Scott Frost. So, to me, like, it, it's, there's a, a line. There's a middle ground in the middle of all of it. Like, Lance Leipold is a buddy of mine, and I watched Lance Leipold. I have a Wisconsin Whitewater jersey in my house. For, he used to come out to country music shows whenever we played in Wisconsin. I've known Lance for 15 years. I have a Wisconsin Whitewater jersey. I have a University of Buffalo jersey, and uh, I'm sure I'll get a Kansas jersey if I ever want one, right? But you think about the trajectory there. Kansas had no expectations. Wake Forest has no expectations. Kansas State has very low expectations, right? So, yes, they went from, uh, you know, group of five jobs to power five jobs, but they're not power five jobs that have a million eyeballs. And there were definitely some points even last year where people were trying to say the light bulb was in over his head, and now he's the golden South that everybody wants to hire. So, you know, to me, it's it's the next step in the trajectory. So if you're telling me that schools are going to pluck from smaller schools to try and bring them up, as long as they're doing that in the right way, then I think that that makes a lot of sense. But if you're going to just, if suddenly you're Wisconsin and you want to hire you know, uh, uh, the coach at Miami of Ohio, I don't know that you really have much to go on there. I think there has to be steps before you get to the LSU job, and that's what so often athletic directors forget. I want a guy, if, I, if I'm on a prominent, if I'm Nebraska, I want somebody that has been prominent enough at the highest possible level to understand who they're going to be as a coach and how they'll handle that platform. And you don't have that if you go hire Dion. I don't care what anybody says. You're not, you have a, an unknown, complete unknown. And if you hire wrong and a complete unknown, you set your program back three years at least. They're a dis- bigger disappointment in college football than Texas A&M? I mean, just the fact that they're not, that game day's not going here. And I love the, your, your guy Leipold, the job he's done at Kansas. I love that game day's going to Lawrence. But we had this one circled and Texas A&M hadn't held up its end of the bargain. Yeah, biggest disappointment in college football. Maybe the biggest disappointment in all sports this year, Maybe honestly. So. Like, you can't talk that talk this summer. And then tell me, you know, oh, my God, uh, we're going to go out there and show them what we got two years in a row. You got these conversations about illegal recruiting. Well, you know, last time I checked, he's not called the head football recruiter. He's called the head football coach. And Jimbo doing a good job of getting him in. But the only thing saving his job right now is the just maniacal buyout on that thing. I think it would cost $100 million to fire him at this point. We should all be so lucky to do our job poorly and get a $100 million check. But uh, I would say, like, yeah, A&M not looking good. They don't have an offensive identity. They don't know what they're doing at the quarterback position. Their offensive line 
isn't very good. Like Alabama with a backup quarterback can still beat this A&M team by 40. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. Fitz, uh, you are not ugly. You are a very handsome man. We appreciate your time every single Monday. Thank you, brother. You guys are the best. Have a great week. Yeah, he is Jason Fitz. Join us every Monday. Everybody's handsome when you're wearing Raiders gear, by the way. It's one of those things. It's like an aphrodisiac when you wear like a Raider hoodie or something. That's why it's my entire wardrobe, bro. I mean, when when you see somebody walking down the street in a Raider outfit, it's like that dude's got his life together. No. I don't think that at all. Huh? And you would only have said that. You know, after this win, when y'all were zero and three, you're like, "Why is he still got that on?" Well, that, that's what you would have said. What I've done is I've made a very bad bet. I, 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 my entire wardrobe consists of Raiders stuff, and I've got more coming. Um, and uh, yeah, here we are. So I uh, appreciate Jason Fitz for joining appreciate us it. on the selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The show. In the market for a new car, they got some great options. At Homer Skeleton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington. Cars on the lot. Incentives on all of them. The Grand Wagoneer, the Grand Cherokee, the Ram 1500 if you're a truck man. You want to buy from people that you'd have a drink with, right? That you have a beer with. Guys that you know are not going to steer you wrong and get you a good deal. Well, that's our friends at Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Millington. They don't just want to make a sale. They want to do it fairly. They want to get you in the car you want. So go see our friend Shaq down at Homer Skelton Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Millington. The song has reminded me of what you and I said when we got out of that Wagoneer. We said, damn, luxury on wheels that Wagoneer is. Look at They've those got pants. Great incentives on the Wagoneer Series 2 and 3. Shaq's got for you. As, he, as John pointed out, though, they got the Challenger, the Chargers, the Ram 1500s, lots full. And if it's not on the lot, exactly what you want, our man Shaq, James Moore, Shaq, the GM out there, will go out and get it for you. He'll order it for you. They'll get it back. Check out the selection online at homerskeltoncdj.com. That's what I did two months ago. Went out there and bought. It's the best car buying experience of my life. They're all family now. 
can be for you as well. That's why you got to get out to 7661 U.S. Highway 51 North in Millington. Go see for yourself. I have just a bunch of normal guys in the car business changing lives four tires at a time. Uh, yeah, I have not, as you notice, I have not gloated too much about the uh, today. Uh, mostly because I just don't. I don't think the uh, Broncos coach is, is very good. I think the Broncos coach is, is, is a little bit of a dummy, I'll be honest. Uh, Javante Williams tore his ACL, but, you know. Tough blow for Denver. Realistically, he didn't use Javante Williams the right way anyway. I mean, that man insists on playing Melvin Gordon, you know, 45 to 50% of the time, and all he's going to do is fumble the damn ball. That dude fumbles every game. Well, you know, he had two in Green Bay with A.J. and uh, and uh, Aaron. Aaron, the yeah. other one. Aaron Jones. In Green Bay, so he prefers two yeah. backs, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, at least with those two, there's a little – there's a like, there's a one's not so ball, obvious – One's the other, you know. Right. One's the, a change of pace. The, there's not really yeah. that much of a talent gap between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They're just different backs. There is a huge difference in talent between what Melvin Gordon can do for you in 2022 and what Javante Williams can. Oh. So, you know, that uh, – so I've not. I have not. I think I've been very humble. I think I have been very humble uh, today, As you and I think a I deserve a respect burger for that. No, coming I'm in not. here and having uh, an, an air of real grace and humility. Uh, Titans are two and two. You're one and three. You got to be quiet. You lost to them. You have a worse record than them. So it's really time yes. to be quiet. Uh, I what I can tell you is we were talking about the Titans on Fox 13 and why they weren't on there. That was Ben Hogan's decision. Uh, ben Hogan said they beat the Raiders. And therefore, you guys in Memphis do not get to watch them. They will not be on our airwaves. That was a, a pure Ben Hogan decision there. Um, so if you have any complaints, not the golfer on Twitter is uh, is where you can find him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, you, you we put that on him. Oh, it was him. Oh, absolutely. He was in there with the buttons. He was in there. You know, the, the, the uh, my understanding is originally it was supposed to be the Titans, but Ben Hogan snuck in. And change the broadcast. Oh, okay. yeah. So change the card, huh? Yeah. Uh, which is you know, which I don't know how television works. I didn't realize you could just press a button and get a whole new different feed. But yes, Ben Hogan was the saboteur in that situation. Have you been watching Manning Cast? No, I haven't either. No, I love it. But it's, they say it's better. You know, you know what? You know where I stood. You know, on Manning Cast, I watched it because I could not stand Steve Levy. You know. So now I now I just well Levy's still there, right? Is he? Is he? I thought it was uh, oh, Joe Buck. No, I guess yeah, it's Buck, Joe and, Buck and Troy Eggman. Yeah. What are Levy on? What's he on now? Uh, Canadian football, as no, far as I'm not. concerned, they put that man in the <laughs> CFL. They leave him. Oh, he up does there. it now with Orlovsky and Riddick. Oh, but it's, yeah, uh, he does. it's it's on other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're, I don't know. I don't know. Him. You're right. Yeah, thankfully they listen to our concerns. Love that. Oh, and Joe, that's that's right. going to do it for us. Thanks to Jason Fitz for joining us. Thanks to Mike Wall for hopping on the show as well. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.